Oh, well, this was fantastic, wasn't it? NJPW Stroll, you'll have the, um, the Battle for Los Angeles review tomorrow. I'm waiting for the English commentary to come through. It's not coming through as quickly as I might like on NJPW World. So I'm going to have a look at the, um, at the prog with the Japanese commentary um, and review from that, I would think. But this stands separately, I suppose, together but separately. And, and as I've said before, you know, in the, in the last uh, review, having crowds there and such febrile crowds really adds intensity, grit. It makes it an important event. And the matches here, and there are one, two, there are four of them. They're all fantastic. Usually they have three matches, one of which, two of which are great, one of which is nearly great. These are all fantastic. First of all, you've got Chris Dickinson talking about his match later on with Minoru Suzuki. Yes, he's wearing a Dayside t-shirt. Remember them? Glenn Benton, blimey. It's a blast from the past. Not, not a good blast from the past in my view, but there you go. First of all, we've got Davari, Aria Davari versus Alex Zane now. Aria Davari can really do it. Alex Zane can really do it. They really showed us something here. Let me give you some idea of what happened here. There were some big chops early on from Davari who puts quite a lot of work in here. A full Nelson reverse DDT. That is just beautifully done. Then he hits a great neck crank from a, from a, a kneeling position and a lovely hammerlock lariat. It's just, he's got such good work and I hope as I said about him in, um, was it AEW? Yeah. Hope he's been signed by both by both promotions because he's a fantastic hand. I love his flying carpet splash. You know, gets the flying, gets the carpet, puts it under him, splash, misses it. And then uh, Alex Zane gets the taco driver for the pin, which is almost a one-winged angel, really. Um, Zane was coming back after a year and showed us some really good energetic work as well. Davari hit a lot more of the good moves here, I have to say. But Alex Zane can hang with anybody, you know? Afterwards, there's an interview with Davari in which he rags on his previous employer, saying in the past, I hit people with chairs and that kind of thing and taking the easy way out and people haven't been happy with that. And that's because I was a product of my environment. Okay then, we get ya. Next, Rocky Romero and Fred Rosser, R&R. Yeah. Not rest and recuperation, not in this match, definitely not. And Lawler and Limelight, LNL, R&R, LNL. Um, this is just fantastic. It's just great work. Wonderful to see these four together. Early on, give you some idea of what happens. Um, Limelight thrusts Romero into the corner. Then it's a snap. Oh no, sorry, that's Lawler. Then it's a snap bear out of it. Limelight immediately is there with the kick. They work really well together. And he really ties Rocky up in that leg, leg lock, does. Uh, does Lawler. He's such a different kind of wrestler in NJPW than he is in MLW and I know he's got a losing streak storyline at the moment but he's yeah, a different, different person. He's a different person when he's in NJPW or something like that anyway. And really Rocky Romero gets not beaten up but gets worked on and Kicks out for ages in this match. It's a really good 
way to do it. Rosa's drawn into the fight and gets beaten up himself because Rocky Romero's on the outside trying to recuperate R&R. And then Rosa is tagged. It takes ages for it to happen, but he hits Limelight with some clubbing blows, really. Then there's a gut buster and a kick on Lawler for a two. Lawler gets the, um, the rear naked choke in, but Rosa pushes back on him and gets the one, two, three. Rossa gets the pin on Lawler. That's the first time he's lost on NJPW, apparently. He's not happy and Team Filthy are in. Lawler puts him out and then cuts his hair and then eats the hair or chews on it. Limelight's got a bag of hair and when Rossa wakes up, they've cut his hair down to the scalp. That's really authentic. Don't know if you meant to do that. I don't know if, if the deal was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a, a really close cut so you can cut my hair. Or not. Or, or if they went too far. He does have that big fro, you see. Oh, he did. But it's down to the scalp. When he's eating the hair, Lawler, there are chance of you sick fuck. Also chance of fuck you Kratos. The crowd are really into this. It's great. And Ross has got to come back on this. Didn't seem happy at all afterwards. Okay, moving swiftly on. I think we should. Jay White versus Fred Yehi. Big chance for Yehi. Jay White's already well over. We know that. Yehi goes for the Koji clutch early on, the savage weight. And White has to bail. Yehi takes some chops, slaps back. He works on the arm. But Jay sends him over the top with an exploder suplex. He can just... Come back wherever you are. Then Yehi hits an exploder and a kick to the back of the head. Then he hits an abdominal stretch, cinches it in, makes it look good. Takes a good wrestler to make an abdominal stretch look dangerous these days. Yehi then counters a move into a German, sorry, into a sleeper, then a German, then a brain buster. So sleeper, German suplex, brain buster, only a long two. But he's really putting a show on here. Then he gets the Koji clutch. White gets to the ropes. Whilst Yehi is elbowing him in the temple. To say, don't get, how dare you get to the ropes. Extraordinary. White's not out this match though. He never is. And he hits the blade runner for the pin. Almost from nowhere. Fantastic match. And he gave Yehi loads. He allowed Yehi to do so much work to really get him over. At one point I thought Yehi might get, because it wasn't for the title miss, so I thought Yehi might get a pin. However, we'd already seen that earlier. Jay White afterwards says, you know, I've elev- I elevate people because they're in the ring with me. I thought at first that was a bit arrogant when I heard it. You know, g- give Fred Yehi some credit. Well, he's already done that by letting him have loads in the match. He wants to fight Ishii next. However, and Ishii has got in his head, really. doesn't need to fight him, but he's going to. But the bigger announcement is that he has announced an open challenge for anybody outside of this federation. If they want, come and challenge him. That's fantastic. It's NJPW just saying, there is no secret door. You can come in if you want. Cross-collateralization, cross-pollination. It just isolates the WWE. 
who are definitely not like that. AEW are like that. And that's the way they'll win. In the Battle of the Brands, anyway. This is what we're waiting for, though. Dickinson versus Suzuki. Suzuki, luckily for people there today, is in a good mood. And Dickinson has a laugh as well. It's a really good match, this, and they're having such fun. Early on, they take it to the mat, which I was really surprised about. I thought, we're going to start with an exchange of blows, aren't we? No, take it to the mat. Dickinson gets an ankle lock at one point. They're both sat down against the ankle lock. Suzuki's giving him advice on how to make it a bit a bit tighter. <laughs> they trade leg drops and arm bars. Then they get into the chops. Dickinson chops him. Suzuki turns towards and nods as if to say, yeah, that is hard. They trade and they laugh. They're enjoying it so much. Suzuki gets his cross arm breaker in the ropes and then grabs a chair. It's taken away from him by ref Jeremy Marcus. He then grabs Jeremy Marcus playfully but just dusts him down he does, he does that spot that he does yeah you were very lucky there Jez I must say then he twists Dickinson's arm he gets the arm manipulation finger manipulation I love that new stuff that more wrestlers are doing he twists them in ways they shouldn't twist to be honest but Dickinson is never out he's got such power he muscles Suzuki up hits a, a suplex which is sharp and then Suzuki blocks a dragon screw, gets the arm breaker, and then smacks back against the, the mat. His head is more or less bouncing off that mat to get more snap to it. There's a kick spot as well. Suzuki goes straight into the kick to the chest. Dickinson laughs and asks for more. He wants more. Then he hits a brutal brain buster. When I say brutal, I mean it's beautifully executed. It's a, it's a fabulous piece of work. Should have been the end. Suzuki kicks out. Then gets a rear naked. A rear naked choke. Dickinson squeezes out. Suzuki straight back to it. And then hits the gotch pile driver for the pin. He's loved this match. You can tell they both have. It's a big thing for Dickinson. Suzuki loves the work. Dickinson hung with him. It's a challenge and that's lovely. This was four matches which are, they're just fabulous, all of them, for different reasons. NJPW book so well. They've got a roster who can do it. And they know what they want. They don't muddy the waters. Best wrestling on the planet by a long way at the moment. And I can't wait to see that battle for Los Angeles. No, it's not. Battle for the Valley, isn't it? Los Angeles in a valley? Anyway, I'll be there, whether it's LA or the Valley. Ta-ta!